So we are in week four of our series called Squad Goals. This is just a silly name for a series talking about five things that are really important to our youth ministry. We started off in week one talking about the idea of know, that we want to know God, that there's a way to know God, and that God wants to know us. That it's not just enough to have head knowledge about God or be a Bible trivia champion, but that we want to have knowledge about God in a relationship with Him. And that having that relationship with Him should move us to act, should move us to take action. That our natural reactions to things and situations and dealing with people should come out of our knowledge for God. And that our actions affect other people. Last week we talked about the idea of serving others, of sacrificing time and money and pride and even having people judge us in, in order to serve other people. And today we're going to talk about another word, and that word is share. Another word that can either help or hinder the way in which we share God's love with other people. The things we talk about can say a lot about who we are. And not only can it say a lot about who we are, but it tells people what's most important to us. If you spent a whole month with me, <clears throat> looking, uh, watching me, listening to the conversations I had, the words that I choose to use when I'm talking to other people, the things I choose to talk about, you'd learn a lot about who I am and what's most important to me. You'd hear me talking about my wife. You'd hear me talking about Mel, what an amazing grade one teacher she is, how, how lucky those little grade one students are to be in my wife's class all the, the fun things that she plans, all the hard work that she does um, at home each and every night to make that class the best that it can be. <clears throat> You'd hear me talking about my job as a youth pastor, a job that I, that I love. You'd hear me bragging about you guys as students uh, to, to my family and friends, um, bragging about all the fun that we get to have on Tuesday nights. You would hear me telling stories about my nieces and nephews. You'd hear me talking about my family and my friends because I love them so much. You'd hear me talk about music. You'd, talk me, you'd hear me talking about new music and new albums that I've heard, uh, some crazy music video that I've seen on YouTube this week. You'd hear me talk about burgers and my love for burgers. You'd hear me talk about that perfect bite where it's the perfect ratio of bun, bacon, cheese, meat. Mm. Oh, I just want a burger right now. You'd hear me talking about all the food that I love to eat. You'd hear me talking about TV and movies, but not just TV and movies, but the way that they're shot, the way that they're directed, the, the creativity that goes into making TVs and movies. Those are the things that I find, I find fun about TVs and movies. But I would hope that while you spent that month with me, you'd also see woven throughout all of my conversations and all the things that I said, threads of God being interjected into those things that I love, being interjected into my conversations about my wife and with my wife in my marriage, that he would be a constant thread in my talk about my job as a youth pastor, that he would be woven into the conversations and the discussions that I have with my families and my nieces and nephews. I think that it's so important not only for ourselves but for our youth ministry that we share things, that the things we say, the things we talk about, the words that we choose to use reflect the things that are important most. 
And we talked about in our very first week that our squad or our youth ministry, it should be defined by who we know. That because we know God, that our youth ministry should look different than another club or, or group that gets together. And that because we know God, our squad should be defined by our actions. And last week we talked about the fact that our squad should be defined by our service, by serving others. And today we're going to talk about the fact that our squad should be defined by our message, by what we say and how we say it, and the conversations that we have. So the first point is this, that we need to share the story. As a youth ministry, we have the greatest story to tell. Being part of a church, we have the greatest story to tell. We want to make sure that the Bible is the thing that we talk about, that we brag about. The stories that we get to share come from the Bible. That is why the first word that we talked about in this series was no, because it's so important that we talk about knowing God. That we would communicate and recognize that the Bible isn't just a piece of literature, isn't just a bunch of stories that happen to work together, but it is alive, it's active, it's the history of God at work in our world. Look at this verse. 2 Timothy three sixteen to 17 says this. All scripture is God-breathed. Just put that statement in the back of your head for a second. All scripture is God-breathed. And is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible, like we've talked about, it's not hidden. It's not something that God is making us go find. It's right here. It's available for every single person to pick up and read. But the Bible is our greatest source of knowledge and truth about God. And Timothy writes that it's God-breathed. It was written by men. Men wrote it on parchment and wrote it on uh, scraps of paper and all that stuff, and it was compiled. But God definitely had something to do with this. It's God's intended words to us, freely given, not hidden, meant to be read and to be studied. And we should be excited to share that good news with the people that are around us. The second thing is this, that we need to share God's story. We have the Bible and we have stories in there, but there's an overarching story that the Bible talks about. If you want to know what's important to me, you would just listen to my conversations. You would listen to the things I say, the things I, that you would hear me choose to talk about. And the same goes for God. See, the Bible is permeated with God's heart towards people. It's what's most important to him. It's what he wants to talk about is in the Bible. And if you want four words that kind of talk about the overarching theme of the Bible, it's this. Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Say that with me. Creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Okay, we're going to talk about these four words for just one minute because I want you to see the overarching story that God is telling you, that God is showing you. The first is this, creation, that God created the earth. You guys have all heard of the Garden of Eden? Heard that story? Yeah, God created this perfect place. He puts man and he puts woman in the garden. He has a relationship with them. He walks with them. He talks with them. He has this relationship that we talk about all the time. He had that with them. But then comes the fall. Adam and Eve decide that they don't want to do things God's way. They want to do things on their own. And that sets us all up for a life of choosing to do things on our own, right? That's what we talked about a few weeks ago, that we can choose to act on our own or we can choose to act on what we know God wants us to do. And there's a difference. And there's a difference in how that gets lived out in our lives. 
But Adam and Eve chose to do things on their own, and sin was unleashed on the world. Evil and destruction was now um, very real and very evident in the things that went on. But it didn't stop there. God wasn't just angry and said, I'm just going to leave these people if they're going to choose to do things on their own. No, the story goes that there is redemption, that God sends his son, Jesus Christ, to come into the world. He died on the cross in our place as a substitute to make things right, to pay the penalty of sin and evil in order that we might have restoration See, God starts out his creation as wanting to have this relationship with us. And that just because man chooses to do things his own way doesn't mean that God just leaves us. That he makes a way for us to come back into relationship with him. And by believing what, in Jesus and what he did on the cross, we are able to share in that relationship with God and have eternal life in heaven. This is the overarching story of the Bible. One huge story that permeates with love for us. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20 says this, Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. I just want you to focus on this word ambassador for a second, because as I read it again today, I had to stop on this word. So I looked it up. So here's the definition. Then this is the word that gets chosen in this verse. An official envoy a diplomatic agent of the highest rank accredited to a foreign government or sovereign as the resident representative of his or her own government. or Anyways, the important part is official envoy and highest rank. Those are the two parts I want you to make sure you understand. And this verse says that we are ambassadors for Christ. God has given us the highest rank in our relationship with him, the highest rank, to be an official envoy in this world to people. When we serve them, when we talk to them, we have a choice of how we are going to share God's love or whether we're not going to share God's love. But as Christians, as people that have a relationship with God, as people that are growing in that relationship, we have an obligation to share God's message of hope with those around us. The last thing is this. We talk about the story of the Bible, we talk about the fact that God's given us that, that God has this message that permeates with love for us and for your friends and your family that don't know God, or if you're here tonight and you don't have a relationship with God, this Bible permeates with love for you, that God wants to have a relationship with you. But then we have the ability to share our own story. Each one of us has a story to tell Our lives are continually characterized by situations and events, thoughts and ideas that we can share with those around us. Each of our stories are special and important. We've talked over the last three weeks, and I've said it each and every time, that you're not a mistake. You're made with purpose. You're made with intent. God created you with specific things in mind. And your story is important to share. We each have the ability to relate the love of God, not only through relaying the stories of the Bible, but through the ways that God is working in our own lives. Matthew 5, 14 to 16, we talked about the last part of this verse last week. It says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, 
but on a stand, and it gives light in all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. There's lots of things in my life that I don't love to share. When things aren't going great, I don't love to share those things because we all want to portray that things are going great. But when we start to get real, when we start to share both the good things and the bad things in our lives, we're able to show the way that God walks with us, the way that God is working in our lives through the good and the bad. I've had really tough things that have gone on in my life where I don't have time to explain all that stuff right now. But the fact is that me having faith in God and walking with Him through those things I've had friends who come to church, and I've talked about my friends Katie and Charles before, that just them watching me go through that, not me having a sign on my chest that says, I love Jesus, and standing on a soapbox and yelling at them, but, but just being there, being their friend, and them watching me walk through those things is, is a way in which they can see God's love. They can see that relationship that I have with God. We cannot be content with keeping our stories to ourselves. We should be excited to share with others no matter what their reaction. If we're excited about it, if there's, if there's a fire in us, if we, if we feel like we are a lamp that's been lit, we're excited about something, then we should want to share that. We shouldn't want to keep it hidden from people. That if God is that important to us, that we would be compelled to share that which is so important with us, to us with others. And I want our youth ministry to be a place where we share. I'm not expecting everybody to get up on this stage and share all the things that have went on in your week, but we have small groups for a reason. You may not be comfortable just like going up to just anybody at school and talking about the things that are going on in your life, but you have the ability to invite them here and to, to bring them to your small group and, and to talk about the things that are going on in your lives. I want our youth ministry to be a place where we celebrate the good things that are happening in our lives. But I also want to be a place where we can support each other when things aren't going great, when, there's, when, you're, being, when you're hurt, or you're going through tough times. That we can be a place where we can be real with each other. That we can know God, that we can act on that knowledge, that we can serve one another and we can share what's going on in our own lives. Maybe a situation in your life, you think you don't want to share it, but that could be the thing that helps somebody else. Maybe there's been so many times in my life where I've not, I haven't wanted to share something, and when I do, I realize that I'm not the only one that's going through that. That it's more common than, than we think. And so many times in our lives, we, we come up with excuses to not share. We come up with excuses to not be vulnerable with people. But when we do, that opens up an avenue to be able to talk to be able to share with one another about the things that are going on. And we have to be able to share regardless of what the other people's reaction is going to be. Sometimes it might be scary to share your relationship with God with other people. But, but God wants you to be faithful in sharing that with others. We want to be a youth ministry that's open to obviously sharing the love of God with people, but also sharing our lives and what's going on. So let me pray. God, we thank you for this evening. We thank you that you love us so much that you want this relationship with us, God. That you've given each and every one of us a story to share. And that each and every story that's here tonight, God, is important. 
And God, each of us is on a different part of our journey. Some of us are close to you tonight. Some of us are not sure. Maybe for some of us, this is the first time we're hearing about you and what Jesus did on the cross, God. But every story is important, and every person is valuable to you. And so we thank you for that, God. We thank you that you have given us your word, that it's not hidden, um, that it's accessible, that we don't have to guess what you want from us or what that relationship's supposed to look like, but we can, we can go to your word. God, I just pray for our small group time as we go to continue to discuss these things, that you'd be with us, that you'd help us to be open and vulnerable with the things that are going on in our lives and that, and that each one of us would, would help to create a safe place where we can share and encourage and, uh, and celebrate. Um, celebrate the good things and be there when things aren't so good, God. We thank you for how much you love us and you care for us in your name. Amen.